Welcome to the House of Worship podcast. We hope you are blessed by today's message. For more information, visit our website at www.myhouseofworship.org. And then love in December. But what it is about the love is that we're going to be talking in November about the love for God. Did you hear me? The love for God. And then in December, we'll talk about the love of God. All right, so God loving us, but this time we're going to be talking about how we love God. Now, the title for uh, um, my start in this season is, Why Am I Here? Listen, every one of us uh, understand, especially those of us in America where we've seen over 200,000 of our, our own leave us. Within a few months, we've lost over 200,000. Now, why are you here? All right? Now, this question, why am I here, is a question that a lot of us ask sometimes when we are young, sometimes when we are old, sometimes, but especially when you're going through tough times, especially when you don't know what you're about. It's, it's kind of the question of purpose. It's kind of the question of uh, uh, making you... Uh, recalibrate, all right? And I, I want us to be able to answer this because it changes everything. Now, I, I'm not asking you to give me an answer, but uh, those of you who don't have a ready answer today, you get one, all right? Uh, and those of us that cannot even help others, you know, you, you may have an idea of why you're here, but you're not able to help someone find why they're here, all right? And uh, uh, we want to be able to know that and be able to push forward. Can someone lift their hands to God and say, God, I thank you that I'm here. I thank you that I'm here. I'm here. I'm here. You know, and you are here for a reason. You are here. You will not. I love it when David was being chased, harassed by his son. It looked like the, 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 the fight was against him. He was going to lose. He had to leave town. And he made this proclamation, I will not die but live. You've got to know why you're here so you can make those proclamations. That any time any challenge comes, you don't buckle under and you don't roll over and you say, woe is me. No, 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 no. You are here for a reason and you will fulfill the fullness of your days and, and your assignment. Now, I want us to go to the scripture in Mark chapter number 12. Mark number 12. Can we... Have it on the screen. Mark 12, we're going to read from 28 to 34. Now, it's very important for us to set ourselves in uh, this scene, all right? Uh, so, I mean, I was kind of uh, trying to put myself amongst the, the audience, you know, where Jesus was seated and, and this uh, scribe uh, uh, came and uh, uh, began to ask a question. Then one of the scribes came. So these are the people who write stuff, you know, they, they know stuff, yeah, they write the word, they record the word, they teach the word. Uh, and, and having had them reasoning together, perceived that he, were, he had answered them well asked him, which is the first commandment? So you can imagine the discussion that was going on. And of all the commandments that they were, 
this guy is trying to ask Jesus to summarize all the commandments. So Jesus answered and he said, the first commandment is, hear, O Israel, the Lord our God is one. <laughs> Let's continue. And you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind, with all your strength. Now, Jesus talks about four areas in which you have to bring all. Then he said, this is the first commandment. Oh, my goodness. Now, we're talking about things to do. Every commandment God has given. This is the first one. Or this is the summary. Let's go to the next verse. Thirty-one, And then he said, and the second, like it, is this. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. Oh my goodness. So, the first one is love. The second one is also love. Then he says, there is no other commandment greater than these. Other versions will say, these are upon which all the others hang on. Meaning, if you take this one out, everything doesn't matter. Everything crumbles. Everything does not make sense anymore. Now, God is saying that he has put us here, interestingly, for relationship. You know, my friend... Uh, uh, Pastor Leon says that if it's not about relationship, it's, it's, it's about nothing. All right? And you realize that Jesus always had an issue with people who were so caught up with a system and order as opposed to even the people that the system was supposed to benefit. So he always would be angry at the, the people who were complaining that, why are you healing somebody on the Sabbath? And he would teach and say, listen, is, wasn't the Sabbath made for man? Everything had a bearing to the man. Now, house of worship, listen to me. For us as a tribe, this is it. God's vision for us is to love who? God. First commandment. Everything hangs on it. See, the day you discover that everything your life ought to do, ought to become, ought to reflect, has to do with loving God first. It changes how you do things. You see, so sometimes when people tell me they love God, I want to see how it relates to how they behave, how they talk. Because everything else, you see, the way I love my wife will determine how I talk to her. She loved becomes the lenses through which you see life. So anything outside love, you are not talking God. I don't care how sophisticated, how anointed you are. If it's not reflective of love, you are not talking God. Oh, you know, we, 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 we're doing love languages, right? Now it's become the lingo. Yeah. Now what is the love language of God? Let's settle this. Let's come to understand that now God created man, all right? 
put man in the garden. Now, if you are not careful, you would teach that the purpose of man was to expand the garden first. No. Man was put in the garden first to relate to God and out of that do his work. You never flip it. All right? Or else you will become a doer and not a lover. We do out of love. That is where it settles. When you do it out of love, it's amazing. So when my wife says, can you get something from the grocery store? Because of love, it's not an issue. But when you take the love out, then you begin to wonder, why is she sending me? You know, when the children begin to understand that bringing me a cup of water is an act of love, they don't come grumbling. When you take the love out, everything begins to change. Our, our dealings with nations, our dealings with individuals, when love is out, you know, we, we kill people, we, we sit on their futures because we don't have love in our hearts. Can someone say, God, uh, help me love you, help me love you, help me love you, help me love you, help me love you. So I believe that this month, we, we, God is going to help us to unpack this. All right, so all those that are going to be teaching and all those who are going to be leading prayer, can we ask the Lord, help us to get into this that becomes our first point of relating to you, loving you, everything else. Pants. So if you came here today to listen to a song, you missed it. You must come here to love God. All right? If you came here, to, if, you, if you tuned in because you are going to hear a, a, a deep word, mm -mm, deep word, no problem with that, but you are missing it. You have to say, I love God first. All right? Come at it with some love. Come at it with some love. Come at it with some love. Now, so when we discover that the purpose of God creating us is loving Him, it changes how we now do everything else. So what we do does not matter if we don't love God. Now, hear me clearly. This, would, this really helped me. It doesn't matter how much good you do. If you don't love God, your good doesn't count. See, so that's what helps me to realize that some people are not going to make it in the kingdom because they think that their good works is good enough. Listen, even the devil does some good. So evil presenting good does not change evil. Good without a connection with God does not have any eternal implications. So please, today, if you do not know Jesus, if you don't have love for him, you have not invited him into your life, he is not the Lord over your life. You don't have a relationship with him. You, you can go to church till you get buried. We can say uh, everything we have to say as ministers over you as we lay you to rest. But you are not going to make it to heaven. So today... The reason why God dropped you on earth is for him to love you, for him to have a relationship with you, and for you, your first protocol of relating to him is not your work, but your love. Can someone say, God help me love you? So the, back to the question, why are you here? You're here to love God. 
You are here to love God. You are not here to build a big company. You are not, listen, if you don't understand this, I can put you into uh, the head of the preacher in Ecclesiastics. He said vanity, <laughs> all is vanity. What didn't he touch? What didn't he get involved with? All right? So before we end today, we'll go to uh, the conclusion that he drew. All right? So everything else, as good as it may be, everything else, as nice as it can be, comes secondary to the love you must have for God. Father, thank you. Listen, without loving God, your good doesn't carry weight. All right? So please, let's dig the boreholes, but have a love for God. Can you imagine? I've talked about this before. Can you imagine people governing by the power of love? Can you imagine business people doing business by love? You know, we think love is the mushy-mushy thing. No, no, no. Can you imagine those who work the restaurants cooking by love? Can you imagine the nations sitting across each other and, and negotiating their resources in love? No one is, is coming and stealing from one nation. No one is taking what belongs to the other. No one is getting over the other. No one is squeezing the other. We are into wars and we are into all kinds of struggles because the love of God in there. You see, when I love God, I begin to love everything. You know, that's why Proverbs says that the good man is kind to animals. The love of God. The love of God will make you preserve the earth. Sometimes we grapple about things and, and we, we, that love of God is not in our heart. He's giving us, you know, the resources to be custodians of it. And if we love him enough, we will take care of it. You know, we all know as if you get married and you have children, one of the best things you can give your children is to love their mother or love their father. All right? It's not the money. It's not whatever you do for them, but whatever you do for their mom or their dad, the love you show changes the way they live. It's all about love. Can someone say it's all about love? It's all about love. It's all about So don't you now see why the enemy perverts the concept of love and brings it into sexuality, brings it into an avenue where it looks like, you know, when you talk love, you're being uh, too emotional. Love ain't an emotional thing. Love is what we, we live by. Love is what carries us. Love is what sustains us. Love is, you know... Anyone remember one of the things about love? You know, when you operate love, 1 Corinthians 13, you can do all things by love. There are things you never want to do, but when love comes into your heart, you begin to get yourself involved. Now, I don't know how many of you have been rejected by a little girl or a little boy. You know, so the parent brings the little boy or little girl to you and says, oh, give, give uncle a hug. Let's, let's use me. And the little girl goes, mm. has it happened to you before? And, and, and the parent gets embarrassed because the parent has respect for you, 
and, and, and a relationship with you. And, and, you know, and the little girl says, you know, I don't hug strangers. <laughs> so, so now the parent is uh, uh, having to figure out how to make it right. Now, what usually comes out of my mouth will be, no, no, don't worry about it. You know, I'll work it, you know, I'll work it uh, and, and, and get her when she's ready to give me a hug. Now, why? Because I don't want just the hug. I want the hug that is coming from her heart. All right? So, when we talk about this love that God expects of us, it's tied to our free will. So, God, why don't you make us all robots so that we just love you? No. If he does that, then it's not coming from the place of our will and our choice and our decision. So, he gives us the free will and he expects us to see who he is and then love him. So, it's about the freedom I have of experiencing the goodness of God and then making the decision that I love God. Now, Adam and Eve, we know, uh, had everything going for them, but they decided, you know what, uh, uh, we want plan B. You know, it looks like you're hiding stuff from us. So what the enemy came in to do was to plant doubt in their minds about the fact that God didn't really love them and God was keeping stuff away from them. And that the things that were really, really important, God had tucked it away, all right? And they go in, blow it, and then, of course, sin now comes in. We all understand that uh, sin is missing the mark. But can I introduce the, 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 the huge part of sin? Sin is not loving God back. See, when you think about sin always as missing the mark, then you can gradually get into the legalistic stuff. But when you begin to understand that the sin of Adam and Eve was not loving God enough, was not seeing God for who he was, and then they began to move away. All right, anytime there is sin, anytime there is an aberration of, of uh, sin, we, we all know because we created it uh, by God, we all know that, hey, when you make uh, consistent uh, wrongs in a, in, in a society, you need to pay for it, right? All right, so we see God show up when Adam and Eve sin to make it up. So his sacrifices gets them on the right track. For all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. So God's effort to restore us is to introduce back, you know, the love of God. So for John 3.16, he says, For God so loved the world that he gave, his only begotten son, so that he can restore the relationship. And the relationship was based on love. Jesus came on the basis of love. So the answer for the sin was the restoring of love back into the equation. So, I want us today to understand that when love is off track, everything else will go helter-skelter. When love is off track, when my love for God is tilted just a little bit. You know, sometimes we, we think God is so wicked, he won't answer our prayer. You know, Jesus had to say, look, if even we wicked men give 
good things to our children, how much more God? It's amazing the comparison, you know, but it's in our minds that God sometimes is holding stuff away. Why do I have to pray so long? Why do I have to fast? Yeah, I remember someone even telling me that, you know, why do I have to thank him? Yeah, it's like, you know, hey, you know, you, 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 you're the God. You know, why, why do I have to spend all these uh, minutes thanking you? Uh, not understanding that thanking God is not necessary for God, but it's also cultivating a heart of gratitude that helps you navigate differently. Uh, appreciation, it's, it's, it's one of the tools that we use in life. What you appreciate expands before you. Now, how does that look like in terms of loving God? Number one, you can write it down, trust Him. So, if He created me to love Him, He wants me to trust Him. Number two, spending time with Him. Remember, God came down to spend time with Adam and Eve. So, spending time, you know, those of us that complain about uh, spending time with God, this is your answer. You don't love Him enough. Don't go off the excuse, quality time versus quantity time. Children love both of them. So do parents. Yes. So do people who are in love. Number three, heeding to him. I remember the day I, I, I read that scripture that it finally dawned on me. He said, if you love me, you obey my commandments. My goodness. He was tying obedience to love. Oh, no. I thought that when you love me, you got to set me free. How many know that poem? <laughs> if you love me, set me free. Those are for, for the teenagers, right? Yeah, if you love me, set me free. All right. Then next is that you, 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 you have to love what he loves. Oh, my goodness. This shapes your choices. The next is that you have to pick up your assignment. Jesus will put it, take up your cross. Right? Pick up your assignment. Then the next is following him. If you love him, you will follow him. Then the next would be waiting eagerly for his return. Now, all these that I've listed, you realize that it's all about the relationship. It's all about understanding that, my goodness, God created me for love. He created me to be able to react to Him, created me so that I'll be able to flow with Him. And out of that loving Him, with all my might, with all my mind, with all my strength, everything else begins to function properly. He gets involved because He's behind us. We are walking with Him. I am trusting God that this season we'll see healings happen because we love God. You know, we, we'll see uh, ideas come into our lives because we love God. We'll see God begin to bless families because the love of God now is settling on the home. Listen, people get healed because love is around. There's something called care. You know, the hospitals have, have this system of caring. You know, it's not just the medication, the care. You know, sometimes the way they talk to you helps you. The way the, 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 the medical professionals would will, will, will answer your questions. How many have been to places where they are brushed with you and you live there and your heart rate is gone up? 
Yes, there's something about the care. You know, when you love, when the, the loving, caring God is sitting in our, our lives, things change. Now, I know that this message is not one of those messages. It's like, Pastor, preach. Pastor, preach. No, no. This is the real deal. This is the foundation. You know, foundations are not jumpy. They are stable. They are consistent. Like, listen, we've got to move in love. The enemy will not touch you. Once you get this right, he came. The first thing he came was to contend with the love Adam and Eve had for God. Today, we change that trajectory. You don't, you'll never see love in the wrong way. Listen, you know, this helps me to, to, to see even what we do in church. Are you doing this out of love? Are you serving out of love? Are you giving your offering out of love or you are whining? You know, so when Peter, sorry, I said Paul says, God loves a cheerful giver. Oh my goodness, it's out of love. You know, we, we're not, he's not twisting our arm to give an, uh, uh, our tithe. He's not twisting our arms to, to give towards the work of God, to, to bless people. No, 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 no. It's an act of love. Let the love of God be stirred up in your heart. May you begin to love him. May, may he know that you are one that is marked. How did David become selected? To be the king of Israel. He said, I have found a man. Can you, tell, can you help me? Who what? Who is after? Oh my God. That guy is in love with me. The man is. He became a ruler. May you ascend into political authority because you have love. May, you, may your business grow because of love. May God open your eyes so that you become an answer. You know, you become the solution for many people. May you become the one that God entrusts his idea of change to you. May you dispense your, in, your inner, in your industry because you are motivated and moved by love. Jeremiah 31, 3 says, The Lord appeared of old to me, saying, Yes, I have loved you with an everlasting love. Therefore, with love and kindness have I drawn you. There's something about the power of love that draws. You know, kindness, the love of God draws. Now, when you begin to operate in this, May you see the drawing power of God. May you see how many of us, because of an act of kindness, are drawn to an individual. Right. And it's just, you know, part of the expressions of love that draws. Can you begin to see how this drawing ability, all right, of this love can become part of your day-to-day -day life? That may people be drawn you know, it's not the mushy type. It's, it's the real deal. Yeah. Let your words be kind, even when they are firm. Let your words be kind. You know, we all struggle with unkind words. All right? Uh, but words that are spoken in love make a difference. So you can correct me, all right? But when it's coming in love, it's amazing how it's received. You know, that's why sometimes children who are loved by their parents can be yelled at and uh, 
the next minute they are okay because they know that the yelling is not coming out of hate, it's coming out of love. They may not understand it all, they may, but one day they grow up and begin to talk about the stories of the love of that same person that they did not understand. Parents, listening to me, don't move out of love. Correct in love. Instruct in love. That's where, our, uh, that's where we settle it. Now, he's so committed to this that he began to talk to us in Matthew 7, 22. He says, on that day, many will say, Lord, Lord, we did, Lord, Lord, did we not prophesy in your name? And cast out demons in your name. And do so many mighty works in your name. Imagine the progression. We did a lot. We spoke for you. We did that. We did that. Mighty works. And then will I declare to them, I never knew you. Depart from me, you workers of lawlessness. Right? Now, other versions will say workers of iniquity. Other versions will say uh, the workers of, uh, workers of lawlessness. Now, when it says that, it's trying to remind us that once we are not operating in law, in the law of love, we're outside. All right? We are breaking the law of God. The law of God is you prophesy in love. The law of God is that you cast out demons in love. The law of God is that you do mighty works in love. You do everything. You know, so I give you an example. That's why over, you know, a period I began to understand that, for example, when we are casting out demons out of people, let's not make shame become one of the things that is attached to them that we're trying to deliver. Jesus never did that. The guy who had so many demons, all right, he welcomed him. He was changing his white clothing, all right, and hanging out with him. Let the love of God permeate ministry. Let the love of God become the foundation or anything else we do does not gain recognition from God. Now, don't ask me, how did the demons go without God? They'll go because you said in the name of Jesus. And they are leaving does not mean it's an endorsement. So sometimes, if you're not understanding of this, you can be sinning and doing God's work and think that it's okay. And sometimes you pollute the system because you give the impression that we can do whatever we want and God still would honor us. No, sometimes it's not God honoring you. It's the understanding that when you operate the principles of God, they work. God is so generous. He's, he blesses both the wicked and the kind. All right? He, he, he does not withhold. He does not withdraw the giftings of God over your life. But you must understand to go forward with him, you have to operate in love. You have to operate in love. You cannot operate outside love. You cannot operate outside love. I, I pray that this will begin to churn in our hearts and God will begin to help us. God will begin to smooth things for us. God will begin to open avenues for us. I see some of you sitting in in places of decision making and the words that you speak, they are 
directed by love. You may not use the word love, but they will smell that you care. They will smell that you understand. You will begin to shift. You begin to speak. You begin to prophesy at a different level. Listen, I have noticed personally that because of recognizing that I have to speak out of love, I have to deliver out of love, I have a loving God who has such an incredible love for people. So asking God, God, what is on your heart for someone, it's amazing what he shows me now that I understand that he's not the devil trying to kill the person, that there must be something good on his heart. It's amazing what he speaks about the person. And sometimes it blows people away because they are thinking that they are not good to have such a good thought from God concerning them. But listen, God has thoughts of good concerning you. And we must always come from the place of redemption. We must come from the place of seeing the possibilities of God. Listen, look at around, look at yourself. You are not going anywhere, including myself. And look at the kindness of God. Look at the greatness of His thoughts towards us. Now, if He was always throwing hateful words at us, we will be where we are. Can we become people who now carry this love, now begin to propagate this love, begin to ask God, help me how to walk in love on Tuesday. You know, you know, it's not about loving the opposite sex. No, it's not about, you know, having an affair. No, it's about functioning, your thoughts, your, the way you order yourself, the way you, you deliver your goods and your services, it, doing it in love. And let the love of God, let the love of God be on your mind all the time. As I do for one, I am saying to God, I love you. As I am blessing this person, I'm saying to God, God, I love you. As you wipe down the furniture for all of us to come sit down, you are saying to God, God, I value them and I rebuke COVID in the name of Jesus. Yeah, you know, sometimes the love of God ought to make us angry that the enemy is attacking somebody. The reason why you don't join the prayer, you know, when we're praying for somebody, is that you don't love God. The person is the apple of God's eye. And, and, and the enemy, look, look, remember the woman who was bent over for 18 years. Jesus said, ought not this daughter of Abraham be free? He was not happy that the enemy for 18 years has held this lady bound. And now you are talking about Sunday and you are talking about it's Saturday and you're talking about what ought to be done, what ought not to be done. Come on, somebody needs to be free. Somebody needs to go forward because God's love is in our hearts. You will go to the nations, you would give to the building, you do all kinds of things because of the love of God in your heart. You don't serve in the church because you don't love God enough. It's not about the pastor. You don't love God. You don't love God. Honestly, you, the giving of your tithe, it's because you don't love God. Has nothing to do with the pastor. Has nothing to do with the ashes. Has nothing to do with the worship team. It has to do with the love of God. Come on. When I fell in love, you know, I don't know about you, but when I fell in love, things that didn't even look cool, look cool. When her hair was not well kept, I thought it was still cool. I mean, come on, when you are in love, something happens to you. You go the extra mile. You're able to do things. I pray that the love of God will be, be, become something that is palpable. When people come around you, it's like, mm -mm, this, this person loves God too much. Loves God too much. Loves God too much. And please, don't let anyone tell you you are loving God too much. You know, sometimes people tell us, you spend too much time with God. 
Yes, I know some of us go off, you know, especially when we're young. We, know, we don't know how to prioritize, you know. So sometimes instead of studying, you are reading the scriptures. And, and, and so your parent thinks that you, it happened to me. So I'm, I'm saying from experience. So now, now the problem was that I could have adjusted my time still giving God the time of reading the Bible, but don't replace it when you're supposed to be studying. Cut down some sleep. Cut down some TV and put it in. The, tell some friends that, listen, I'm, I have another friend I'm meeting, so uh, can you excuse me? All right? Yeah, I have this phone call. You know, some of us need to do FaceTime with God. FaceTime God, please. You know, FaceTime God. Say, God, me and you. Let's, let's, if you love him, you want to hear his voice. Now I want us to go to Ecclesiastics. We'll close with this. So this is, uh, Ecclesiastics is such a good book. Uh, it's a book of cleansing. It's a book of resetting. Uh, it's a book where you begin to realize, uh-oh, all that you're chasing after doesn't make any sense. You know, he says that uh, I'll amass all these things, and the person who will come and take them from me did not even care about what I did. And then he says, all is vanity. So this is the preacher Solomon saying that, listen, I've been through all the experimenting. I went the extremes. I did everything, pushed it to the limit. I became uh, successful, but uh, this is the conclusion. When all has been heard, and the end of the matter is, fear God. The Amplified says, worship him with an awe-filled reverence, knowing that he is almighty, and keep his commandments, for this applies to every person, not just those of us in church, applies to what every person he has done his research. He has uh, uh, been to all the uh, research centers. He has put it together. He had the resource to do this. He was the wealthiest person in his day. And he put res resources behind this research. And he says, this is the conclusion. This is even bigger than the Gallup research. This is bigger than any kind of research you can imagine. And he says that this is for everyone, first, to fear God, to worship him. It's about him first, not what you do, not what you achieve, not what you can amass, but what you relate to God concerning. I didn't put down this scripture, but in Revelations, I believe it's 2, that is the first of the seven churches that Jesus began to tell John to write to. And he's talked about how these guys have done incredible spiritually. Then he says, I have an issue with you. He says, I have an issue with you. And you've lost your first love. Oh my goodness. So no matter how credible you are moving, the 
issue of love is number one on God's heart. How you love him. Listen, church, it is time that the world know that we have love in our heart for God. You know, he says, by this will the world know that if we have love one for another. Now, if we don't have it for him and it's not palpable, we will not get to the second commandment. So I'm praying that this month, may God reset us. I'm praying that those that are listening to me, ministries that are listening to me, pastors, you've got to preach out of love. You've got to do what you do out of love. Prophets, listen to me. You prophesy out of love. Apostles, hear me and hear me clearly. Do the assignment. The messengers of God, take the, the, the word of God in love. Evangelists, evangelists, listening to me. Evangelize by love. By the way, every one of us ought to do the work of the evangelist. Let us do it in love. Teach us, teach in love. As we build the body of Christ, we ought to build them in love. Love ought not to be talked about only in February. Ought not to be talked about only when, when we have a, a baby christening. But can we talk about the love of God, which is paramount, which is paramount. Look, this month is not about what you receive, but this love would settle things in this nation. As we enter, we will pray from the place of love. We'll be so much convinced about what God has concerning America. You know, the psalmist said, oh, you know, give us the nations. Give us the nations. Give us the nations as an inheritance. Why? Because we love what you have given us. Giving us the privilege to, to be those that guide the work of your hands. Those that are entrusted with the work of your hands. It says about David that he guided Israel, you know, because he loved God. But skillfully, he guided Israel. I pray that the love of God will fill our hearts. Fathers, you will love your, your children. Mothers, you will love your children. Children, you will love your parents. Listen, America, you will love the land of America, you will love the nation. We will not fight one another over this election because of love. Because of love, this election is going to go well. In the name of Jesus. Can we thank the Lord, somebody? Can you bless the Lord, somebody? Can you say to God, I thank you for helping me. Thank you for listening to the House of Worship podcast. We hope you enjoyed this message and were blessed by it. For more information, visit us at our website at www.myhouseofworship.org. Thank you and have a blessed day.